Matthew 2, 11. Wondrous truth is closeted within the Christmas story in Matthew 2. It's talking about the wise men. And it says, When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And the key phrase I would point out tonight is this, they presented unto him gifts. In John 3, 16, that Bible in a verse says, God so loved the world that he gave. Tonight, the threefold secret of a Merry Christmas. Nothing exciting, nothing original, just back to basics. And yet, it is the simple that we often overlook. It is the deepest and the profoundest meaning that often go unnoticed in seeing more obvious things. The essence of Christmas is the spirit of giving. Christ himself was a gift. And the real secret of a happy and a worthwhile Christmas is found in giving. You know, somehow I remember as a child that Christmas was always a little bit anticlimactic. For there would be all of the letters to Santa Claus and all of the asking and all of the special things children do to make sure that Santa won't pass by that time of year. And then when it all came true on Christmas morning, somehow it was anticlimactic and it was not nearly as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. And I have learned that lesson over and over and over again in life. That when there is something that I zero in on that I want, when I get it, it just doesn't make me happy like I think it ought to. And the reason is that it is not in the getting or in the receiving that we are fulfilled and that we're really made to be happy people. It is in the giving. It is an open secret that God doesn't need the things that we give to Him. Haggai 2 says, All the gold and all the silver are mine, saith the Lord. We do not give, contrary to what we think as we break our right arm patting ourselves on the back, we do not give in order to help God out or to keep the church going. Rather, God has constructed giving as an opportunity for you and for me to fulfill ourselves. God does not measure giving by how much it is. The only place in the Bible God measures giving by any standard is when the widow put in everything that she had and God measured her gift by what she had left. You don't give for God's benefit or for the benefit of the church or to pay the bills. You give for your own benefit. And if you don't know how to give, I know automatically that you do not know what true Christian joy is all about. To be godly is to be 
like God. And God so loved that he gave. And so it is not in the receiving, but in the giving that you and I are fulfilled as Christians. And the essence of Christmas is in giving. And if you would have the best Christmas you have ever had, then give out of a heart of generosity. Do not forget to give to Jesus. It's his birthday. There are probably not a half a dozen families in our church. God forgive me, this one included. That could say we give nearly as much to Jesus on his birthday as we give to other people and half of that in gifts that'll be broken, ruined, forgotten, or thrown away in three months. God so loved that he gave. If you would have the best Christmas you have ever had, then quietly without fanfare so that nobody knows about it, you find a project, you find somebody in deep personal need. You give generously to Lottie Moon. If you're about broke, you give anyway. Because God has never let anybody get hurt for giving. If he did, the Bible's a lie. God will never let himself go into debt to us. He'll never do it. Luke 6.38 is as valid today as it was the, words past, the day the words passed the lips of Jesus. When Jesus says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. The essence of Christmas is giving. I would zero in on three elements of that giving. The first secret of a Merry Christmas is that it is a time for giving up. A time for giving up. You and I spend much of our time in our lives in a struggle seeing if we can keep something back from God. We want to be what God wants us to be. We want to serve Him. We want Him to use us. We want Him to bless us. But still, just in case, we want a fail-safe mechanism. We want a, flip we, a switch we can flip to short-circuit everything just in case God wants us to do something we don't want to do. Everything just in case God wants us to do something we don't want to do. It is, a time, it is a time for giving up. A time for giving up our rights so that He may control our lives. A time for giving up unwholesome selfishness. There is no unhappiness quite like the unhappiness of a selfish person. For the selfish person can never be satisfied for that great hunger to get only feeds itself. And no matter what is gotten, it's not enough. No matter what you acquire, it doesn't satisfy. But the selfless person is plugged into God's economy. And in God's economy, we give in order to get, in order to give, in order to get, in order to give some more. A time for giving up unwholesome selfishness. A time for giving up unwelcome attitudes. As we look to the manger and beyond the manger to the cross, 
Everything that stands between you and I and another human being ought to pale in significance when we recognize that God gave his life so that we might be saved. And the scriptures say that you and I are under obligation to God to forgive others in the same way that God has forgiven us. But I'm right. Who cares who's right? God was right, but God went to the cross anyway. A time for giving up unwelcomed attitudes no matter what they may be, no matter how right, no matter how founded in rightness they are. The first secret of a Merry Christmas is in giving up. And then the second thing in the threefold secret of a Merry Christmas is this. It is a time for giving in. A time for giving in. The last thing that human nature wants to do is to give up and to give in. But Christmas, as we see what God has done, is a time for giving in, to giving in to Christ as Savior. He is the Savior. He has died. He has paid the price for every man's sins, but that sacrifice is no good to you or to any individual until they have given in to Christ as Savior. Giving in to Christ as Lord often we say Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. The Scriptures call Him the Lord Jesus Christ. The Scriptures call Him Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And Lord means that He's the boss. Means that He's in control. That He calls the shots. Many Christians have gone from one Christmas season and now another is upon them. And there's been annoying unhappiness eating away at their souls the whole time because Jesus has not been Lord of their lives. It is a time for giving in to Christ as Savior, to Christ as Lord, to Christ as King. Your yes, your no will not change the fact that He is the Lord, but that yes or no will change your life as you properly relate yourself to Him. It is a time for giving in. The wise men not only brought gifts, but the scriptures say that when they had found him, they got on their knees and worshipped him. Those wise men who came to Christ got more than they ever expected to give. They got more than they thought was possible. For you see, they had come to fulfill some religious obligation to find this new king who was being born. And I'm convinced that in the majesty of his nature, when they had found him, they found God as they bowed in submission before him. So Christmas is a time for giving up. It is a time for giving in. And then it is a time for giving out. Now I put that last, for until you have given up and until you have given in, there is a hollowness and a meaninglessness about your giving out to other people. 
It is a time for giving out to one another. I do not believe it is inconsistent with the Spirit of Christ at the time of Christmas when we celebrate His birthday to show genuine affection and real appreciation for other people. I believe that's wholly consistent with the Spirit of Christmas. A time for giving out expressions of real appreciation. And then remember that the message of Christmas is others. It is others. There is Christmas because God gave to us. There is Christmas because God was willing to give the best that he had to you and to me. So Christmas is a time for giving out to one another. It is a time for giving out to this confused world. There is a message of hope. The world cannot understand the spirit of Christmas. We send it by radio. We send it by missionaries. We send it energized through the Word of God to a lost and dying world that cannot understand God so loved that He gave. And the world could never have understood that God was love, a giving love, a freely surrendering of self type of love unless God had showed it to us. We would never have figured it out ourselves. And here I come again to Lottie Moon. There is nothing more consistent with Christmas than the giving out of good news to a confused world. And it is our opportunity to finance the most ambitious missionary force the world has ever known. A time for giving out to a cherished church. I cannot conceive, and I am sure that you cannot, of my life without the influence of the church as long as I've been alive. I could never, were it simply a matter of repayment of debt, which it is not, I could never pay back what churches have meant to me. And at this season, it is a time for fresh commitment to the church, not in the place of the Lord, but because Scripture says Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And as long as churches involve people, there will be problems in churches. Beloved friends, let me tell you something. If you ever find a perfect church, don't join it. You'll spoil it. But whatever it is or is not, friends, it's way ahead of what's in second place. Because it's God's idea. It's God's idea. This is a season for a fresh commitment of support through life, through time, through our souls and our commitment of self as well as our goods to the support of God's work. A time of giving out. A time of giving out to a gracious Redeemer. There is within the heart of every Christian a desire. Often we suppress it. Often we go around it and try to subvert it and try to ignore it. But there is within the heart of every Christian a drive and a desire 
to repay God for what he's done. And the true secret of Christian maturity is when you and I realize that it is not our good works, nor our our hard work, nor our efforts that can honor God. It is rather the giving up of ourselves to God that can honor Him. God doesn't want what you can do. God doesn't want what you have. God wants you. And when He has you, He has the rest of it. Time of giving out to a gracious Redeemer through evidence of devotion. So what have I said? Not much. But I've said this, that the essence of Christmas is in giving. It is a time of giving up, a time of giving in, and a time of giving out. Join me in prayer. Father, I thank you for the fact that you have arranged it so that you allow us to give. Father, enrich our lives this Christmas season. Bless many times over all who give out to others. And Father, just open to us new vistas of Christian living as we recognize the unparalleled, hilarious joy there is in giving. Father, make us more like Jesus. May we be as willing as he was to give of ourselves to the world around us. Give us a blessed, a happy Christmas. And I pray that because of the commitment of your people, it will be a happy birthday for you. Draw from us commitment. Thank you for what you're going to do. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to have a hymn of invitation tonight. We're going to sing hymn 187, Just As I Am. I don't know your heart and I don't know your need, but I know that the answer is found in a giving up and a giving in to Christ of yourself. You stand, you know the hymn. You probably will not need the book. What God would have you do, do it right now. Do it quickly.